Team USA takes the worst finish in FIBA World Cup to date. Ryan Braun steals a huge series win over the division-leading St. Louis Cardinals, and the Green Bay Packers won the grudge match against the Minnesota Vikings. Be sure to follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Brew City Boys. That's at Brew City Boys, no spaces. You can also like us on Facebook and subscribe to us on our YouTube channel by searching Brew City Boys. If you're liking what you're hearing, go give us a share. Give us a, give us that five-star review on Apple Podcasts and Spotify and tell all your friends about how great we are. Make sure you're keeping up with our website, BrewCityBoys.com. No spaces or hyphens, anything in there. BrewCityBoys.com, and you're getting all of our post updates and our merch reviews. Uh, we have got a great podcast day for you guys. You're listening to Tundra Talk. Tundra Talk episode 10. It's uh, September 15th, 2019, and it's been a great Sunday. How you doing, Dom? I'm doing all right. Coming off a of knee surgery, so that's yeah. always fun. <laughs> Third hop- one. Oh yeah. Let's uh let's hop right into it. Um, let's, hit, let's get this FIBA World Cup garbage out of the way. Yeah, man, that was a disgrace. Disgrace. Uh, Team USA finished seventh. Worst yeah. finish in uh, FIBA history for the. I United don't think States. I would. I didn't think I would live to see the day that that would happen, to be quite honest. I didn't think I'd live to see the day I cared, and I still have. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude, uh, I feel the same way, though. I really do. Like, I haven't been... The only reason, like, I've been following it is just because, like, you know, they have Brooke and Chris. But, like, other than that, I would not have been following it, to yeah, be even quite honest. Then, honestly, I think the whole reason I kept up with it as much as I did was because Giannis made that comment about, you know, winning MVP versus... Uh, Winning a gold medal for Greece. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, I don't think I would have even known it was going on. Exactly, yeah. And I mean, like, there wasn't, as if, like, I don't know, just like a lot of the top guys, like, didn't want to play in it. So I didn't really want to watch it or care about it, really. Yeah. And I kind a, of. That's a really good point. Um, yeah. Like, uh, I don't remember who the president of Team USA Basketball Operations is, but they, he made a comment about it. He said we're going to oh, keep note of Jerry this. Sloan was it yeah. Jerry Sloan? So yeah. we're going to keep we're going to keep a note of this. Or Jerry Colangelo, know, something like that. We're going to know who who rejected us and who didn't allow us or mm-hmm. come play for us, and we're going to keep note of that for like uh, the Olympics coming up here in Tokyo. Yeah, yeah. A lot of people like declined out of it. Like I know that De- I would have liked to see Darren Fox playing it, like because I really like Darren Fox. I like the way he plays, but well, I mean I understand. I understand. Kyrie. <laughs> Yeah. Like DeMar DeRozan, um, all these other great players. Mm-hmm. I remember that, like, people were pushing to get Carmelo on the team. I was like, get out of here, dude. Well, I mean, that's a good, like, why wouldn't they? Uh, I, mean, I suppose. It could have been an exhibition. Like, well, we don't even know why he's not playing on a team. Like, yeah, he's a head case. Um, yeah. Yeah, he wants to be a starter, and he's not anymore. But mm-hmm. you got to give him a chance. Like, this could have been, like, a chance for him to prove, like, what why he's he actually should, why capable of. he should make of, a yeah. roster, yeah. I suppose, but yeah, they didn't. They they lost to what was it, Serbia? Well, they yeah. lost to France first. Okay. Um, and that started the collapse. <laughs> Rudy Gobert just went to town on them. I think he had like twenty-two points and fifteen. Oh yeah, do they? Like I remember they. I saw a meme where it said they lost to Frank Nilakina or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then this this Serbia is what knocked them from medal contention. I Serbia think. was good though. Serbia was good. Like, they had some ballers. They had, like, Nikola Jokic. They yeah. had, like, Bojan Bogdanovic. Like, they had yeah. some ballers. 
Um, and like these Bucks put like Chris and Brooke, they didn't really contribute. I mean, Chris had 16 points against in that loss to Serbia, mm-hmm. but like after after that game, they just came out. They played Poland and they finished seventh. That's what the game yeah. was for. Like, mm-hmm. Honestly, if they lost that, who would have cared? Exactly. Yeah. I don't think anyone would have cared. No, I mean, I, I think it's just like more shocking to people that Team USA lost, just because they're they're just known for dominating in the World Cup, and things like that. But like, what? if you look, if you All look right. at their roster, like it's not, like it's good. They, obviously, there's talented players, but I mean, like they're not, you know what I mean? Not like like yeah. LeBron and Kobe like playing on the scene. Like that's just stupid. Uh huh. Um. Like that's that's the other thing though. I think that. What makes this awesome, like, not Team USA losing, mm-hmm. but, like, part of the reason why Team USA always dominated was because they have like, it's been the only the country that really plays basketball, you know? Yeah, um, like yeah. Now, these all these other countries, it's rounding out, it's coming, like, they're able to make rosters. Basketball's becoming an international sport, and I think that's really awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I think that's true, too. Like, Serbia, I didn't even know... Like, Nikola Jokic was from Serbia, or was Serbian, or whatever. And I just think that that's cool that they, like, could actually, that they actually played well and could perform for their country, because, you know, when's the next time that Serbia is going to be in, like, one of the finals or whatever? Yeah, right? Like, you know? Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. But Spain, Spain did end up winning it, I believe. Spain, I saw today. And then uh, Marcus Saul became the first player since... Lamar Odom, I Lamar think. Lamar Odom with Team USA to win. To win a ch- championship and gold medal or whatever. Yeah, NBA so championship that's pretty and cool. gold medal for mm-hmm. basketball in the same year. So. so that's pretty cool. Yeah. But. Um, we can jump over to uh, – we'll jump over to the Brewers now. Um, God, I'm dreading this. I'm dreading talking about <laughs> this. Earlier this week, we lost a hero. <laughs> All right. Wisconsin let's... hero. Okay, there we go. <laughs> I was going to say. Christian Yelich, up to bat, takes a foul ball to the right knee, fouls it off himself, right kneecap, fractures it out for the season. And, like, is yes, this does suck. I remember I I texted Riley. I was I asked him because one of my friends told me we were just playing video games. And I texted him. I was like, did Christian Yelich, like, break his knee? And Riley said, don't say that. <laughs> And because uh, at that like, point I didn't I didn't see any of the updates I just knew that he was out I saw him limp from oh well, I saw him try to get up on the batter's box I mm-hmm. thought it was gonna be something you know I saw the pain he was in I was watching the game but he just kept trying to put weight on it and get in yeah. there like stay in there and finish that plate appearance and like it didn't even look that bad though in the video in my opinion oh. like it just or did it? Or did it? Was, it in your I mean, opinion? it was square. It was square on the kneecap. And, yeah, true. You know, like I didn't even watch three plays. I was doing homework at the time, so it's the Brewers mm-hmm. are something I put on just to kind of like get me through my homework periods. Yeah. But oh, it's so so disappointing. Um, mm-hmm. He's out for the season. Like he's had in a well, phenomenal season. It's been well. The good thing. The good thing is though, he doesn't have to have surgery. I did see that he doesn't have to have surgery. Yeah. Which out, is good. Out for only six to ten weeks. Which is yeah, which could be a lot worse. Yeah. So that's really actually really good. Uh-huh. Sucks for the Brewers because they're making this playoff push. They're making this playoff I mean, push, and it's kind of it. It hurts a little bit, but these players are rallying around it. Yeah, dude, they've been kind of popping off they've though, been, haven't they? Mike Mustakis, uh, Ernan Perez, and uh, Yasmani Grandal. Just today, uh, we'll talk about we'll talk about this series against the the 
the Cardinals in a bit. But like just today alone, um, or these this these Brewers players after this, they've been absolutely phenomenal. So even after he went down, they went out and won. I think I think Yelich went down on Tuesday, which means that they had two more games against the Marlins, mm-hmm. and they pulled it off. It's yeah, phenomenal. dude. Absolutely phenomenal. They swept the Marlins. They come here. They go. They have to go to uh, St. Louis, the division leader right now. And they, the Brewers come out. They win the first game. Great. They drop the second game. Devastating. This this third game today. Uh, th- until the seventh inning. The seventh inning. Uh, the Cardinals were leading one nothing the whole time. All of a sudden, eighth inning rolls around. The Brewers tied up. They get a run. Only down one. Well, because they. They kept trading shots. I think I don't remember who the uh, Cody Spaniger. Um, he hit a two-run bomb, put the Brewers ahead. But then uh, I think DeJong hit a, another two-run bomb, so the Brewers are down two or one, and then they got a single in the eighth inning or something like that. So the Brewers were down two going into the ninth, the ninth inning. All of a sudden, bats start working. A couple strikeouts. Next thing you know, a couple walks go by, and the bases are loaded. <laughs> bases loaded. It's Bottom set up for ninth. a storybook ending already. Top of the ninth. Two outs. Full count. Your team's down. Bases are loaded. Who steps up to the plate? The former National League MVP Ryan Braun. Puts up an at-bat of the lifetime. <laughs> Takes a slider low. Hits it this Balls flying through the air. I'm thinking it's a routine pop fly. No. Left center field. Grand slam. Brewers steal the series from the St. Louis Cardinals and come within three games of the NL Central title. Just two games behind the Chicago Cubs for the wild card. As we watch the Washington Nationals collapse and potentially see (laughs) another wild card come up, this Brewers team has heart. Do it for Yelly. Gotta do it for Yelly. Do it for Yelly. Yeah, man, I watched that. I remember you texted me. You said... Because I think I was watching, it was probably the end of the Packer game, and the Packer game just got over. Or maybe I was just watching another NFL game. But you texted me saying the Grant, Ryan Brown had a grand slam. And I was like, oh, no. So I had to I had to look it up, and I saw it. And, yeah, and it was a dirty one. That was a nice hit by him. That was, was a beautiful amazing. shot. It was amazing. What makes it so great is that that is the tough part of the Brewers' schedule. It's over. Mm-hmm. Everything else should be under control. Every other team, the last four series of the of the season, come against under 500 teams. Yeah, that's they, good. And that's they, what they need, especially with Gilead. Yeah, they're hosting the Padres in Miller Park. In San Diego earlier this year, the Padres swept the Brewers. I think this Brewers team has got the bats going. That was in the midseason slump. They're ready. They're hosting the Padres. Then they come home, they stay home, and they host the Pirates. Okay. Brewers have been dominant against the Pirates this season. Honestly, I it could be a sweep. The Reds, the Brewers are after the Pirates series. the The Brewers are on the road for the rest of the season. They're going to Cincinnati. They're going to go play the Reds. But the Reds have been hot against the Brewers. They've won five out of the last seven games. It's tough. After that series, they're heading to Colorado. They're going to Denver, play the Rockies. Earlier in this season, the Rockies came to Miller Park and they split that series 2-2. 
It's gonna be. It's not an easy road, but it's a doable one. I think they're gonna with, do it with the injuries and everything they've had this season. With like trading Aguilar, Kane's been hurt. Keston Hears been hurt. Corey Knables on. Uh, he got Tommy John surgery. He's been out since the beginning. Mustakis has been out. Brent Suter's back. That's a great thing. Brandon Woodruff is still out. We haven't seen him make an appearance yet on the mound. Yelich is out. Aguilar tr- was traded. Travis Shaw's been absolute ass. Ulysses Chassin's <laughs> out. Jeremy Jeffress is just, he sucks now. <laughs> I love the guy, okay? But this Brewers team has faced so much adversity. You get another postseason appearance, that's a win. They make the postseason, mm-hmm. Craig Council's going to win NL Manager of the Year. All right, I'll take your word for that. I think that's true. I think that'll happen. I'm fired up for this Brewers team. I think that for what he's been putting together, yeah, like what you said with all the adversity to the face and what he's been able to do with the pieces that he's got is quite remarkable, to be quite honest. Yeah. Everybody's calling him Clownsel. <laughs> this guy puts us in a position every September to get a win. Make a postseason berth. It's up to the players. Yeah, also, man. He's got some questionable pitching rotations in my opinion but i'm gonna trust the man he got us to the nlc last last year mm-hmm. i'm there for him well here's here's my question though this doesn't have to do with council or anything but with i don't know i think you said that he wouldn't win it but do you think yelich has any chance at winning it now that he's out I or did you even think that he had a chance before i said a hot take that that he's still gonna win it <laughs> even though he's been out <laughs> Um, but I think he'll win it too. I like. I don't think he's going to just because he's been out. I want him to. I think he deserves mm-hmm. it. He's had a hell of a season with 18 games. He was out with 18 games left in the season, and he already had a better season than he did last year. And he was MVP last year. Yeah. My argument is is if you take because I think Cody Bellinger is going to end up winning it, even though he's been like his season's been a big old decline. Like it's he started hot, he got a little worse, he got a little worse, and he got a little worse. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think Cody Bellinger is like if you take him out of that Dodgers lineup, if you remove him from that Dodgers roster, they're dog. Instead, they're poop. Of, no, they're not poop. That's the thing. They're not poop. Are they though? They they are winning their division by twenty games right now or nineteen. Okay. Oh. You take <laughs> you take Bellinger out. What they're gonna only they're only gonna win it by twelve. Hmm. Yeah. You call that value? Is he True. the most valuable player on that team? I don't think so. Christian sure. Yelich, you take him out. This whole team's got a rally. You yeah. take Christian Yelich out. We we think like you take him out earlier in the year. They he's missed a few series this year, and this team struggled. The only reason this team isn't struggling right now, and I truly believe this, is that Christian Yelich is out, and they're doing it for him. Mm-hmm. They're all they all have a purpose now. Not that making the postseason isn't a purpose enough, but like yeah. Yelich is the heart and soul of this ball club. The whole mm-hmm. fan base is around Christian Yelich now, which is incredible for him only being here for two years. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, we're g- we'll see where they are next week. We got two series coming up in Miller Park, and we'll come back next week and we'll talk about that some more. Sounds I'd good love to, to get some some Brewers tickets for a postseason game here, but we have to get out of the wild card if we're going to do that too. So sure. We'll hit up the Badgers. It's been an off week for the Badgers. Nice bye Yeah, week. dude, I completely forgot that. I thought that yeah. they played Michigan this week. I thought it was this was, week, too, and I was jacked. I was like, dude, I get to just sit here, just, like, recovering, just watch the Badgers beat down Michigan. 
And then I looked and it said, oh, they play on the 21st. I was like, I didn't even know college football had a bye week. Well, they do, they, they do and they don't. Like some, It's really up to the university if they want to do it or not. Is it? Okay. Yeah. I had no idea because I've never seen like Alabama have a bye week. Yeah, it's really up to the university and the like the athletic director what they schedule. Oh. Because some teams filled up this gap, other teams played a week early too. Oh, um, I just thought that was interesting. Yeah, so I'm excited for next weekend. Um, yeah, dude, we're gonna have to rely. Is. Hopefully, we don't have to rely on Jonathan Taylor. Well, I mean, to fully win us the game. I mean, I would. You I have just do. If you win the game, you win the game. Well, no, no, no. What I mean, what I mean is, I want to see like, I want to see like our quarterback Jack Home get better, like things like that. I want to yeah, see him start like Dan coming out Davis. of his shell. Yeah. Cephas. Yeah, I mean, like, if we have to, I mean, obviously, if Jonathan Taylor has like 250 yards and like three touchdowns in the first half, then yes, we keep giving him the ball. But what I mean is, like, I want to see like other breakout players play against good teams, things like that. Yards. That's not happening. I don't know. Maybe dude. against Southern Florida, but not against Michigan. <laughs> not against a Harbaugh. <laughs> yeah, that's true. But no, hopefully, I think it's gonna be a, it's gonna be a great game. It's a night game. Excited for it. I think it's no, it's not a night game. I lied. I think it's at, I think it's in the afternoon. Um, but no, it'll be a great game. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. It's uh. It's an 11 a.m. game. Yeah. So. I thought it was, I wish it was a night game. I always love the night games. I'm hoping they get Especially rowdy over in Camp Randall. Oh yeah, dude, that place. I want to drive lit. through the neighborhoods and just see people jumping off of roofs onto flaming tables. Dude, Camp Randall. I don't know how Camp Randall hasn't collapsed, dude. To be honest, <laughs> I don't know how that place hasn't collapsed. But the amount of jumping around they do in that place is just obscene. No I just don't intended. know. That whole place must be made out of like titanium or something. Like, come on. That is just insane, but no, I, I'm I'm ex- I'm really excited for this game. Um, I'm gonna be watching it, so hopefully they Badgers can pull out a, a win against a good team. Big old dub, move up yeah. in the rankings. Yeah, dude, because Badgers are getting slept on right now, and I kind of hate it. Yeah. Well, you want to move into the the best part of the day? Let's do. Let's do it. All right, Packers, starting off the season two and zero, undefeated. Top of the NFC North. I just got word from Bleacher Report that the Bears beat the Broncos with a second left on a game-winning field goal by Eddie Pinheiro, <laughs> um, <laughs> their kicker. Yards. Yeah, it's so. pretty far. I saw the kick. It was pretty good. Um, no, Packers. Packers were on fire this game, dude. They were. Well, they start the game. To start the game. To start the game. To start yeah. the game. They were on fire to start the game. Like Aaron Rodgers. First play of the game, just drops a complete dime, 39 yards to Devontae Adams. I was like, oh, this is going to be a good game. Aaron Rodgers is going to start feeling it. Leads the team down all the way into the red zone. Touchdown screen pass, Jamal Williams. Getting pumped up. Lambo's pumped. Next drive for the the Vikings drive. They kick it off. The Vikings get the ball. I think we force a fumble. Big boy Dean Lowry gets on the ball. That's my boy right there. Extended him in the offseason. Recover the ball. Aaron Rodgers takes the Packers down the field. Another red zone drive. Touchdown 6-3 Geronimo Allison. I'm getting hungry now. I'm getting hungry now. I want more. Uh, So they were just popping off. And then again, Packers force another. I don't know if it was another turnover, but they forced another three and out. Vikings pump the ball. Packers 
get the ball in the red zone again. Aaron Jones is just popping off five yards, six yards, leads them down the field. Aaron Jones touchdown. Packers are up 21-0. Start of the second quarter. 21-0, all right? Then the end of the second quarter just starts to just fall apart. Like, the Packers just started getting all these penalties. Just not a good game. You know, um, you know who Don Beebe is, Riley? I don't. He's the... Um, have you ever seen the 30 for 30, like, Bills documentary about how they went to force three Super Bowls or whatever? Nope. Okay, well, Don Beebe was a receiver for that team, and he went to four straight Super Bowls and lost them all, and then he came to the Packers in, like, 1996. I think that's when they won the Super Bowl. And they won the Super Bowl, and that was, like, his first Super Bowl that he won. And his son, plays for, Chad Beebe, plays for the Vikings. And that dude caught – he's, like – he literally looks like he's 12. I don't know how he made the roster. He looks like he's, like, 12 years old. Uh, Kirk Cousins was about to get sacked, like, falling down, just – Th- like tosses it to Chad Beebe for for like a five yard pass, and he takes it sixty yards all the way down the field to like the Packers like five, and I was like, oh my god, this is so annoying. But um, yeah, so that happened. The final like four minutes of the second quarter were just awful by the Packers. The defense wasn't playing bad by any means. Like the defense was doing what they could. They were forcing takeaways and they were forcing punts. But the offense just wasn't doing anything. They just couldn't do anything. I hated that Matt LaFleur, we had a red zone. We didn't have a red zone. I think we're on like the 30 or 25-yard line of the Bear, of the, not the Bears, the Vikings 25-yard line. And it was like fourth and one. And I was like, oh, all right, we're up like what, 21 to like what, seven? We kick the field goal. We go up by 17. That's a very, that's a big lead going into half. Instead, Matt LaFleur decides to go for it on fourth and one. And gets stuffed with Aaron Jones. And I was like, oh my god, why couldn't we just kick the field goal and just, you know, just take the points? So I was already, so that was what started it and made me upset. But then, the final seconds of the half, we just, our defense just started to, like, not do anything. Like, we just completely collapsed. The offense wasn't doing much. And at halftime, it was like 21 to 10, I believe. So then second half starts, and this is where I had a brain aneurysm. (laughs) I was about to lose my freaking mind. Like, the Packers' offense was uh, was abysmal in the second half. I think they probably had maybe maybe 50 yards, 60 yards. They couldn't. They didn't have any red zone appearances. They didn't score in the second half. And this is where I give all the credit to the defense. Because when your defense allows six points in the second half and secures the win for you without scoring, a, when your offense doesn't score a single point, that's a top-tier defense, in my opinion. That is a top-tier defense. Especially against a team that has an all-pro wide receiver in Adam Thielen, and has another very good receiver in Stephon Diggs, who's been good for many years now. They have a veteran tight end, Kyle Rudolph, and they have an ascending running back in Dalvin Cook, who did have a game today. He had a he had busted off for like a 65-yard run for a touchdown. But that's besides the point. But no, our de- this defense is looking for real. Our offense was horrible in the second half. We saw fla- I saw flashes of an offense that can score in like literally 30 seconds, if given the time, in the first half in the first quarter. But the second half, the offense was abysmal, and the defense stepped it up. Defense stepped it up. They forced, I think, four turnovers today, two fumbles and two interceptions. They picked off Kirk Cousins in the red zone, Kevin King, who I've been, who have had, who I've been weary about for the last like year and a half. Had a pick in the end zone that was clutch, just like Adrian Amos last week against Mitchell Trubisky. 
Um, but no, this defense is is looking for real, Rye. It's looking for real, dude. And I'm just so jacked for it. I'm so jacked for it. From the flashes that I caught of this game this week, I I liked what I saw. I didn't watch a lot of the second half, and that's what I like. From what I read and what I saw, that was the problem. I was there yeah. for the whole first quarter. I was watching it. And, you know, I have Aaron Jones and Aaron Rodgers in fantasy, so anytime <laughs> I was licking my chops, especially in that the offense looked fine. No, scrap that. Aaron Jones looked great in mm-hmm. the last four minutes of that game. Yeah, because he's the reason. He was just – the Packers were just using him to milk the clock. They were using him to getting, milk the clock, but he, they were handing first it downs. off, and he was getting first downs on yeah. first downs. Mm-hmm. Like – which is what they needed, especially because Aaron wasn't. Aaron would either get sacked or throw the ball away. He just wasn't doing anything. And I mean, I guess it's partially to blame the receivers too. But I mean, like, how do you just go from such a hot start to such a horrible ending? You know. Two words. Can you guess what my two words are? This is my guess. Matt Lafleur. Matt Lafleur. <laughs> the man can kill a vibe so quick. So quick. Yeah, it definitely seemed that. Just the offense just, just and seriously just part didn't of know the, what to do. Yeah, part of what I watched was when I uh, – I don't remember when it was. I think it was at the end of the first half. I saw an Aaron Rodgers in – it was a run. It wasn't a jog. It wasn't a sprint. It was a run yelling mm-hmm. to the sideline following like a third and two, third mm-hmm. and three, charging Matt LaFleur, <laughs> just <laughs> shouting at him. I texted you. I said, I think Matt LaFleur yeah. is about to get his head ripped off. Yeah. And yeah, Aaron was not having it. They need to like they need to get on the same page, and it's the same thing every week. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that'll come throughout the season. I think that we're obviously – the fact that we're 2-0 and right now with these growing pains is quite remarkable. Because like, to be honest, I knew that I thought – Against teams. Against division ag- teams. Against division rivals and against two top-tier defenses – and to have these growing pains and being 2-0 and in the season against these two teams is remarkable to me, especially with, like, all the new pieces that we've added. I didn't think that our – I thought our defense was going to be good, don't get me wrong, but, like, the way that this defense is playing and the way that Mike Pettin is, like, putting, like, the coverages together and just the blitzes and everything is just beautiful. And I just love – I just didn't think it was going to be this good. And I just love that it's that good. And that's really taking pressure off the offense – Taking a little too much pressure off the offense, especially today. But no, I think <clears throat> I think that once Matt Lafleur and Aaron Rodgers continue to play together and they continue to like get to know the offense and things like that, I think that this offense is going to be deadly. I think they just have to keep continuing to grow and keep getting reps in, yeah. either in games or in practice. I agree, and I think I think it's going to be more in games, and yeah. I don't think it's going to be the reps that matter i think it's going to be you know even off the field uh aaron Rodgers and matt lafleur being on the same page talking making uh-huh. sure they both like agree with the play call and um matt said in an interview coach coach lafleur excuse me let's use some formalities here um, <laughs> he said in an interview earlier that he was going to be giving aaron Rodgers all the freedom at the line of scrimmage i'm not mm-hmm. sure if that's something we've seen because if if Rodgers is doing that at the line of scrimmage if he is um, changing things up there. Mm-hmm. How much of LeFleur's fault is it, actually? Yeah, yeah. You know, it's Aaron's, and Aaron is getting all pissed. And maybe 
maybe Aaron gets pissed off because uh, Lafleur calls, you know, um, calls a play, and that personnel that's on the field is is what Aaron has to work with when he changes the play. Maybe yeah. he wants something else, but that is what that is the number one thing that I think this this whole Green Bay defense or team needs to figure out, and that's mm-hmm. between the quarterback and the coach. And yeah, like you said, two and uh, being two and zero and having this problem right now against two very adequate teams, two mm-hmm. teams that were expected to be contenders coming into the season. That's a great start. Yeah, yeah, I'm 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 really excited for this team. This like I just love that I love seeing a defense that just like flies around. I've never seen a Packers defense like Darnell Savage, dude, is looking impressive. I love him. I love him. I love Jair Alexander. He's pl- he's a stud. He's playing out of his mind right now. Yeah. But no, Darnell Savage might be my fa- one of probably one of my favorite defensive players right now. Or big boy Preston Smith. He had an interception today, and that made me get butterflies <laughs> in my stomach. That was phenomenal. Um, but let's talk about let's talk about our game changers that we chose for this game last week. So yours was Aaron Rodgers, and mine was the Green Bay secondary. So let's just talk a little bit about that. So let's talk about yours first. So Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers. Had two touchdowns. Had like 250 yards, and he had a fumble lost. Um, yeah, um, I thought he played well in the first quarter and a half. It's <laughs> exactly what we like. Honestly, I was like you. I was yeah. like, oh my god, is this 2011? I know. Like, yeah, is this dude, happening? He was, he was playing very well. He was and then in just, it. Yeah, but then the the offense, the second half, just was abysmal. But no, we saw flashes of MVP Aaron Rodgers, and he looked good. He really did. He had some really good throws. He had a throw where he was like going to his left and like th- uh, he just hit some really beautiful throws to Devontae Adams, which I just love to see. And I just love to see Devontae Adams just get going, especially because he didn't get to get, he didn't really get as many catches as he did this week as he did last week against the Bears. So I, I love to see that. Um, but yeah, Aaron Rodgers didn't play too bad. Uh, my game changer is the Green Bay secondary, which for the most part played pretty well. Like I just said, Darnell Savage is impressing me. I'm really liking the way he's playing. Jair Alexander is an ascending corner in this league. And if anyone thinks that's a hot take, I will gladly argue all day on it. Um, I think he can be a top corner in this league in the next probably two or three years. Uh, but no, I think the Green Bay secondary played well. Adam Thielen only had like 70 yards receiving, which might seem like a lot, but that's really not a lot for Adam Thielen. He, no, I remember he had like Thielen. a, he had like a span last year of like what, 10 games with over a hundred yards or something. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that was good. We did allow one big play to Stefan Diggs for like a 50 yard touchdown, but that should have been picked. It went right through Jair Alexander's hands into Stefan Diggs. Um, and he only had, he only had that one catch, that one catch for 50 yards. Um, mm-hmm. so our secondary played very well today. I knew that Dalvin cook was going to be a beast. He had like 150 yards rushing at a touchdown. Um, but I knew that if we put the ball into Kirk Cousins hands and we, and we put pressure on him to make plays and throw the ball. I knew that the Packers could win this game, and that's exactly what they did as they picked him off twice. So, really good game. Our game changers were correct, I would say, for the most part. Uh-huh. Um, so next week, we got Denver Broncos coming into Lambeau. Big Joe. Big Joe. Joe Flacco. They got Emmanuel Sanders. Phillip he had a really Lindsay. good game today. Philip Lindsay's not. A, he's an ascending running back, in my opinion. Um, 
So let's talk about game changers for this game. Let's have I'm gonna have you go first for game changers on this for this game. Um, if I you know what I'm gonna put it on the receiving core this time. Receiving core for the sake of not saying Aaron Rodgers or Matt Lafleur again. I'm gonna put mm-hmm. it on the receiving core. Um, I think a lot has to do with uh, Aaron Rodgers not having anywhere to throw it. Yeah, you know, I agree. He's, he's not getting uh like D- Devontae is obviously he's great. Mm-hmm. He's a great receiver. I think Aaron Jones coming out of the backfield, hitting those those little uh, out routes and stuff. Yeah, I think that's great. I think Geronimo and MVS they need um, they need to step up a little bit. I agree. You know, mm-hmm. Geronimo had a touchdown today. That's great, but I think yeah. he only had like twenty five yards. Yeah, right? and MVS only had like nineteen. Yeah, it's like and, and MVS can he's shown flashes. He's a fast dude, and he's and he's tall. Mm-hmm. So Especially, he and to, it's gonna be a, great because this Broncos secondary isn't isn't phenomenal. You know. Yeah, mm-hmm. I completely agree. So um, I think, yeah, I think for my game changer for this week is gonna be our offensive line because we got to block. We have to block two two of the best pass rushers on the same team and two of the best like one of the best duos in the NFL we have to block Bradley Chubb and Von Miller um so David Bakhtiari is definitely gonna have to be on his game and so is Brian Balaga the rest and Billy Turner and the rest of the offensive line so they're gonna it's gonna come down to giving Aaron Rodgers time and giving him time to throw and Von Miller's been in this league long enough he's proven himself he's a great player Bradley Chubb I think it's his second year in the league yeah Mm -hmm. second year in the league um, and he's one of he's looking to be one of the top tier rushers in the NFL. So I think I think a game changer is going to be the offensive line for the sake of the game. Yeah. So I'm, we'll I'm have to see how that goes. Matchup. I think this is going to be a. I'm not going to call it a walk in the park game. Mm-hmm. It's these games that NFL teams always disappoint with, ones that you yeah. expect to win going into it, and then just yeah. get blown out of the water. And I think the players are just as guilty of it as the fans. I think it derives from the players' confidence in it. Yeah, because the Broncos just put up a fight against the Bears in their top fight. defense. Yeah, so and they only lost by a, a last-second field goal. Mm-hmm. So, um, so we'll see how this game goes. I'm excited for this game. I think it's going to be a great game. I think the Packers are going to come out of this game with W, but we'll report on that more as the week goes by. But yeah, good week for Wisconsin sports. Yeah, great week. So keep an eye on the Brewers. Keep an eye on the Packers. We're loving it. Um, end of the month here, the Bucks can be reporting for training camp. So excited. Mm-hmm. Um, make sure you're checking in on our website. Uh, we got an Around the League recap coming around. We got a fantasy post coming around for this week's recap. Uh, who we thought were studs and duds of the week. Maybe who you should try to pick up for next week. Um, that's something we're going to try to keep going. Um, mm. We're going to be doing a giveaway for Packers games every week now. Um for different players, you guess the stat line. We'll purchase you. Uh, we'll, we'll purchase some Packers memorabilia for you. Choice. Yep. Keep an eye out on our social media. We're going to be trying to do some more giveaways here in the future. Um, until then, we got Tundra Talk episodes coming out every single Sunday. Um, so Sunday 8 p.m. Make sure you're watching for it. Listen for it. Give us a five star review. Uh, like us on Apple Podcasts and uh, over on Spotify. Um, We'll see you later.